want a footy podcast with expert opinion. What was it? What was the quote like? I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> with sizzling hot takes. What was it? What was the quote like? I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> and unique analysis. What was it? What was the quote like? I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> you want the Greenfield Post Footy Podcast? Yeah. It's the first footy podcast on the Greenfield Post since round twenty last year. And I've already pulled one over the eyes of the great Rudy Edsel. It is GFB Footy Podcast, round one what, of the what, AFL season. What were we season. doing in that time? Um, since, what, round 20? Yeah. Well, Rudy got a job at the ABC, so he thought he was too good for us on the uh, taxpayer money there, so he just didn't want to do a podcast for a while. Yeah. I am your host, Rabs Warren. Of course, I am joined by Rudy Edsel, and that youthful voice we heard there was, of course, Ethan Meldrum. We'll start with Rudy. How are you, mate? First round of footy back. How do you think? Oh, it was, it was a lot of fun. It's great mm-hmm. to watch uh, the Cats, I wouldn't say win, <laughs> but not lose yesterday against Eath's Mob. Yeah, I was going to say my voice isn't too youthful after the last 24 hours. Mm. But we're Surely it. you're used huh. to it by now. <laughs> You've got I'm, I'm, I'm too used to it. You know, I just, I feel so dead inside. When, when Maxi <laughs> Gorn was lining up, how did you feel? Which, like, honestly... Did you feel like you were across the line, or was it like I, w- I was shitting myself? The <laughs> so it was. So it was. Please don't time. stuff it up. Or was please don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh shit! He's done it. it. Yep. He's done it. Mm. But I mean, were you ever really like confident when a ruckman takes a grab, waste thirty seconds off the clock, twenty meters out in front? Well, when it's Max Gorn, yeah. the the greatest beard of all time. I'd written it off. I'd have written it off. I was like, oh, well, there we go. Chris Scott had written it off. Yeah, he's he just in the dunny. <laughs> box. He's like, fuck this. Like, we've thrown this game away. You know, but Geelong's, um, I looked at some stat. Geelong's um, history of winning games in close encounters is actually extraordinary. Uh, 23 games have had decided by two goals or less, basically, in the last five years. Love They've it. won 19. Love it. That's not fair. Two two minutes That's in, and Ethan's already rain manning it. Yeah, yeah. With his stats, if you if you can't remember <laughs> last Ethan year, on Twitter, of course. Of course. I tweeted about it yesterday, but Ethan it, is it's, our... it's just unfair. It's rubbing it into the rest of the league. Like, keep escaping from these close ones, and no one else can. It mm. sure is. Um, it comes back to yeah, bite you because those off. those kind of games, you end up finishing second or third, and then getting done in a prelim every year. But yeah, we look at their percentage, you know, you're 105 and like, yeah, you're yeah, not winning fin- the flag. Finishing second, yeah. <laughs> it, it's extraordinary because, Ethan, you are our um, stats guy, if people remember from last season. Uh, I'm probably the anchor of the show that doesn't really deliver too much. And then Rudy, of course, well, he's our, he's our um, expert with expert opinions like this from around round four last year. I'm extremely comfortable in not saying that Richmond are the real deal. In fact, I don't think I'd even have them in my top six. Ooh. I still don't think they're going to win the 2017 flag. <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, doubling down. Uh, no, Jack Rewald's been pretty... singing Mr. Brightside for about six months, and you still don't think they're <laughs> going to win the flag. <laughs> it's safe to say I got that wrong. Uh, I'd reckoned without how um, how bad the rest of the teams were. I still, honestly, don't really get how that happened. I mean, I know that they they came with a a really well suited game game plan to uh, like hide the weaknesses, but how did they win the flag with so with so many players that are not? You know, how did they win a flag with a, such a shallow bottom six? They often say your bottom six wins you the flag. How did their bottom six win them a flag? Is it just mass buy into a, the game plan? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I don't Luck. Know. <laughs> <laughs> when you get someone like Jack Graham who can come in and like he he played brilliantly again. He did on round one. He really did. He, he went he went straight to. Paddy Cripps after the second half and sort of nullified his influence to an extent. Like won the ball himself as like, well. 
Yeah, their, their bottom six isn't actually that bad, especially when they're all buying into a game plan that, well, works. Mm. You know, all this forward half pressure. It's, you know, it's all about effort more so than skill, I suppose. And, you know, it suits players who are willing to buy in. Yeah, mm. but that explains Jack Graham. Uh, Camden McIntosh is a whole other kettle of fish. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's atrocious. <laughs> you know what? Camden McIntosh is, um, he's made Nick Maxwell actually look like a really good um, premiership player. And people <laughs> yeah, rip into there's it. A f- you can say that about a few of them, you can, to be fair. You can. All right, uh, let's kick into players, players of the round. Um, I haven't spoken much yet, so I'm going to kick this off, boys. My player of the round is, of course, the man who, according to the Wikipedia page, is the owner of Optus Stadium over in Perth. I'm talking about Buddy Franklin. He took the piss. On a ground he's never even sighted before, he's got on there, had 21 possessions, and kicked eight goals, one, including nine months. He took a couple of lead-out like lead grabs, which Buddy's not really known for doing. Kick that goals one took the absolute piss. Man. Yeah, they they, it's, they just didn't really. West Coast just didn't really have a plan to to stop him. It's like they hadn't watched him before. That's that's with Jeremy McGovern playing on him. Yeah, all Australian defender Jeremy McGovern. Yeah. Future Saint killed a Saint. Jeremy McGovern. <laughs> just, he, he phoned it in last night. Don't assume the Saints will actually manage to recruit a big fish, right? I'm not sure they'll they'll they, uh, that'll be the West Coast player that goes to St Kilda. I reckon it's going to be Andrew Gaff. Ooh. There you go. You heard it here first, just like he's uh-huh. Richmond. Uh, this, this is what we're here for. Yeah, so you know, uh, you know, I've got a good track record we'll, we'll with this. We'll cut that up. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Eve? Um, my player of the week is actually changing leagues this time. Um, Kate Luckins. Hang on, what's who's that? AFLW. Oh yeah, of course, Kate Luckins. Piss off, Ryan. You've <laughs> been, <laughs> you, you five were minutes in the first the podcast of the year, and you've already lost me. Piss <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 Uh, she was phenomenal on the week, and I think really unlucky not to get best on ground in the um, AFLW Grand Final. Twenty intercept was possessions. Was she the Brisbane defender? Yeah, she was really good. No, yeah. she was really good. That game. Tw- tw- Thanks, Ryan. Sorry, go Ryan. I was just going to say that, that game was had a great finish. That last quarter yeah. was sensational, extremely entertaining. Yeah, and back to back years where Brisbane have lost by a kick. Mm. You say in twenty intercept possessions? Yes, that is outstanding for the shorter games that they play, and in those conditions. Yeah, yeah, to to be that clean down back. Um, yeah, basically the reason Brisbane were probably the better team for two and a half, three quarters. Not, nice to see the doggies uh, go with tradition and bring Katie Brennan up on the stage, wasn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> not. You know what? We, we might talk about Katie Brennan's fiasco. Later oh, on. I knew we might do. Is anything that is, is going to be etched into the Bulldogs' history, it's their beautiful record of winning grand finals without their skipper being involved. Mm. Yeah. I'd also like to say congratulations to Craig Starsevich for making the full transition into the AFLW version of Ross Lyon for not knowing <laughs> winning a grand final. <laughs> oh, that's rough. That's very, very tough. Um, my player of the week is... Uh, I was going to... Uh, go in I was, because we'll talk about was, Tom Mitchell later on, so go okay. who you want to go, mate. Well, I wanted to go Gaz mm-hmm. because he's Gaz, but I'm going to go with Charlie Curnow. Oh, yeah. Because that was a seriously massive display, and he was almost single handedly the reason they even got to within five goals of um, of Richmond. That and the 50 um, meter penalties. Well, that and the, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that and the wrong 50 meter penalties. Mm. Yeah, Josh uh, Caddy kind of helped. Yeah, yes, that's true. But he was just sensational, and it's, you know, there hasn't been a huge amount to enjoy as a Carlton fan over the last 10 or 15 years, but I think Charlie Kernow has probably uh, uh, made a few Navy Blue Hearts. Pound a little harder. Yeah. Um, looks like Cooter. I, I, I mean, people have said this before. He looks like Cooter, probably a bit taller, plays like Cooter. 
He's he's a freak, Charlie yeah. Kerno. He's a bull. I think JB summed it up really well on um, the rub on Saturday because it was after Thursday night's game, of course, Richmond and Carlton, and then Adelaide Nesson the night before. He said there's been two absolute ball sc- ball uh, itches of game or ball scratches of games, and they said ball terrors. Ball, no, no, he said ball scratches, and they said, "What do you mean by that?" Any prescient on yeah. Saturday? Yeah, and he goes, "Well, he goes, oh, you know, you know, Carlton and Richmond fans, they both had a bit of tamper with their balls. They could be a bit excited about that game because you could both clubs could take something out of it." And he said, "Same about Essendon and Adelaide. Their balls would feel really good after that that game as well. <laughs> Maybe not after the last quarter, but um, <laughs> Jesus Christ." Mm. So. Look, we've got a Melbourne uh, fan and a Geelong fan sitting in here. Of course, Rudy, you are the hoops. Um, and Ethan, you are the man with no soul at the moment. So let's let's talk about this game. I actually thought it was an a- absolute bloody ripper game of football. Would you call it a ball terror? I would call it a ball <laughs> scratcher, ball terror. I'd call it ball <laughs> anything, to be honest. I'd Besides call it ball, ball tam- I'm not going to call it ball tampering. Cause that's a, we don't want to give <laughs> that's you a different podcast. different <laughs> podcast right now. Um, so I'll, I'll open the floor to you, boys, and I'll probably sit back here. Where do you think it... It went right for Melbourne and, and wrong for Melbourne. And, and same question to you, Rudy, as a Geelong fan. Uh, do you want to take a new ball on this one, Heath? I think you've got more thoughts than me. Um, I reckon the one thing Geelong did brilliantly, if anything, was they nullified Jake Lever. Yeah, that's a, that's they, a really good They shot. really nullified Jake Lever. And I think if you're going to, because he was such an influential interceptor of the ball last year at Adelaide, like made the All-Australian squad of 40 and all that, you got to do what Geelong did, and that's they manned him up, they dragged him to the pockets, they dragged him to the flanks, and they made sure he wasn't able to, you know, zone off and read the play, and you know, come over as the third man, and yeah, it, it was nowhere. As a neutral, he only impacted the game, I reckon, once when he laid that tackle in the last quarter on the wing. It stopped a certain goal for Geelong. That was unbelievable. But before he was dropping marks, he wasn't really getting to contests. It was brilliant from Geelong. He, yeah, it was. Yeah, he looked like the last game he'd played on the MCG was for Adelaide in a grand final. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought, for Mel- on Melbourne's end, I thought um, it was brutally stiff for Maxi Gorn to miss that set shot because mm-hmm. he, I thought he was the best player on the park by a mile yesterday. He ran Smith ragged. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zach Smith is just, you know, he's half the ruckman Maxi Gorn is. But Max, he wasn't just... It wasn't just he got he had I think fifty odd hitouts, but he also he got I think he got twenty touches around the ground. Yeah, ten in the third term. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. ten in the third term. He took that's um, a lot. He and took that's so rad. he took a bunch of contested oh. marks, including that huge one. Um, and I mean it ended in disaster, obviously. Um, so I really felt for him, but also, um, for Melbourne they were just able to to work nice matchups for themselves in the second half. There was a period of time there where. Um, Jed Buse was playing on Christian Petrarca <laughs> and they were just they were just able to sort of dance the cats uh backline to their advantage, helped of course by Harry Taylor getting plantar fasciitis. Mm. Um but they just took control of the game in the in the in the second half and were able to make the this we all know they're strong on the inside, but they're able to make the inside stuff count outside. I thought um Bailey Fritch, that mark he took to kick his first goal was Unreal. Look, looked like he played 50 games already. Yeah. The, the boy from Coldstream, nice brewery up there as well. But you talk about small forwards who can take a grab. Daniel Menzel won the game for you guys off his own boot. Yes. He almost lost it as well. <laughs> he he had a good crack at that. But, but uh, exactly. it was. I remember when he, he took that grab that I thought was going to be his fifth goal, but ended up being a point. I turned to Ethan. I was like, we tried to get rid of him in the offseason. I don't understand every, why. Every club had the chance to get Menzel because mm. you, you offered him a baseline contract for one year. My theory on that is that uh, a lot of clubs have looked at the way Richmond won the flag last year and gone, mm, do we really need a medium forward who can't tackle? Mm. And gone, no. Nah. 
but yeah, he was massively influential. I thought. I wanted to. But, I wanted to talk but, to, but do you want a medium forward who can kick goals? Yeah, exactly. He'll kick. He'll kick you forty odd in a year, and then I mean you, you combine that with Ablett will play down there and you know kick thirty or forty. Danger will play and kick thirty forty. Um, I wanted to talk about the rat though, Asava Asava Ratagalia. He looked he looked pretty serious for a quarter. Ran out of gas oh. very early. <laughs> Has real, no football now to make up for it. It was real. Kale Kirby's about him when he was trying to get to the bench. Like he was fully <laughs> gassed, not yeah. chasing up. Someone literally was a meter away from him. He's like, fuck that. No, nope. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not having that. that. But yeah. um, he's, I tell you what, he's going to be a, uh, a bit of a, <laughs> he's going to be a bit of a cult figure down at the Cats. Well, I mean, I'm going early with the rat. I'm having the rat. Yeah, nice. I like it too. And look, um, this week, pretty big games for both clubs as well. Geelong at Hawthorne with that massive rivalry, of course, on Easter Monday. Smash that and you, you, Melbourne are heading up to, to Brisbane. And you know what? A couple of years ago, this would be a massive danger game for, for Melbourne, but they should get the job done relatively easy this year. But you don't know. You, you'd think so. Brisbane aren't looking too bad. They gave St Kilda a bit of a scare on the weekend mm. and looked okay for the most part. Like I don't really rate St Kilda, but I don't think Brisbane will be as bad as you know people like a lot of people have given them the prediction for the spoon already. At, no way. Yeah. North, I mean, North have the spoon. Yeah, so, I think so. Brisbane have got another, another season, pre-season underneath the, the youngsters. I think, I honestly think Brisbane will finish around 12th, to be honest. I think they can, they're a better team than... Oh, so you're saying there's like six teams worse than them? Yeah. Across I 22 games? I, I, I reckon Gold we Coast, could do that. North Ooh. Melbourne, Fremantle. Collingwood? Well, we're about to talk, <laughs> we're about we to talk about We may find Collingwood. out. West Coast? Look, West Coast are pretty yeah. bad. Although they were, all, they were all right yesterday, to be honest with you. Um... And probably another one we should touch on is the Western Bulldogs. Well, I mean, yeah, let, let's let's go doggies before we yep, go cool. to my fucking shit ass <laughs> rabble. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a few minutes to. Uh, how how di- disheartening was it to see that that liver? You, you, as soon as you yeah. saw no one was around him, he grabbed his knee. Everyone knew it was ACL. Yeah, straight away it was. That was the feeling in the office as well. Yeah. Sometimes answer, you yeah. just know. Yeah, and the way he went down, and he knew as well straight away. And yeah, pretty disheartening. He'd had a pretty good game. He had a good pre-season mm. and he's famously not the best concentrator but it sounded like he had knuckled down and was I think a bit chastened by how crap they were last year and um, yeah. yeah I think <laughs> he's a big personality down at the doggies and I think they're going to really miss him. I think, you think the um, Vietnamese community will be in mourning? <laughs> yeah. <Why is> it? <laughs> because of that game in the Vietnam game. Come oh, yeah, yeah. come on, Brian. <laughs> it's, um, it's been a big pre-season to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah, hanging yeah. out with Libra too much. Yeah. Um, you know what, they'll, they'll they were poor, but geez, there were some weird decisions made by by Luke Beveridge. Eh? Well, this is another thing I turn and may have said to Rudy at some point: is if Luke Beveridge hadn't won a flag eighteen months ago, there'd be some serious question marks on what he's doing at the moment. Easternwood forward makes no sense. It's Jason Johannesson forward. So, yes, yeah, well, Jason Johannesson, Johannesson forward. forward makes a bit more sense. Easternwood forward is is utterly baffling. He's the one of he his attributes all scream intercepting defender. Like yes. Everything that he does is, you know, he's a natural born like leader from the back. It, I don't understand. And it, he had, yeah. I think he had what one or zero tackles on the weekend. Easton Wood. I just, I don't know what it's point. for. Mm. And, 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 he, and he could tell mm. in, in the first five minutes. You could tell John Patton was taking marks. Jeremy Cameron was taking marks. So we ended up with six goals. Mm. Could end up maybe kick six three or something in the end. Yes, kick yeah. six three, and they were wasteful in the last quarter. Could it could have been a hundred points? Yeah. It should have been 100 points. But, so then, you've also, but then you've also got uh, a guy you recruited from Port Adelaide who is really good as an as intercept defender or a one-on-one defender slash Ruckman, 
and you play him in neither of those positions as well. Yeah, mm. it's, it's bizarre. I mean, I know... Jackson Trengove is, of course, who we're talking about. Yes, yeah. Mm. I know Bevo loves to... Um, he loves to experiment and stuff, but it's... I, I'd be... Wingman Tim English. Yeah, well, you. I mean, you. He you, looked alright. He, he did look pretty yeah. good. He but this is this is how you end up losing by fourteen goals. Is it, it's been a tumultuous time at the doggies. We all know that. They, it's basically none of the same people are left there from when they won the flag. Both their list and recruiting managers left in this off season. Um, if Bevo starts doing stuff like playing players out of position, you, that's that's how you lose a dressing room. Mm. Like that's how you lose a job. Yeah. Tell you how to lose a job when you don't tag a bloke who got almost 50, well, he had 50 touches against you last time. He fucking rocks up to the MCG on Saturday night and has 54 and breaks the record. <laughs> That's Lay right. a fucking tag on Tom Mitchell. Well, Buck said they, you know, they had Cripsy on him for a bit and <laughs> Crispy on him for a bit. And mm. uh, yeah, I don't really know what Bucks is doing there. I know he had that famous uh, chat last, remember last time he did it and they said, oh, 50 touches didn't really hurt us. But Clarko come out at the end of this game and said he doesn't want Tom Mitchell getting 50 touches, though. Did he? Yeah. I didn't read he that. He said it in a presser. Why does he not want... Because no one else is getting touches or what? <laughs> yeah. I don't, okay. I don't know. But, oh, my... Like, watching that football team, it's the same thing for the last three or four seasons. Yeah. It was funny listening to Paul Roos talk about it yesterday. He said, okay... He might have had some bad touches. He might have had 20 bad touches. He still had 34 good ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it, you're right. It's, there's this weird refusal to, to learn um, at Collingwood. I don't really get why they seem to have not changed the game plan when everyone else is, you know. What game plan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, footy's gotten quicker, or at least it appears to have after round one. A lot of those games are played at dizzying pace, other mm. than the, the one at the swimming pool. But... Um, <laughs> The pies are just like, oh, we'll just, just keep chipping away. Why keep chipping away, though? It's not like you've gotten close in the last few years and then, you know, not quite there, just need a little bit yeah, yeah, a little bit more time to refine the game plan. It's just, it's just not working. It's, it's, it's just so strange that, you know, Collingwood's got about 80 midfielders on their list and not one of them can go to Mitchell. Correct. <laughs> Levi Greenwell being injured does hurt. But you yeah. know what? 2016, we um, had an okay back line. We had a good midfield. We had a non-functioning forward line, and we used to chip it around, chip it around, turnover. First game of 2018, three seasons later, we have a good back line. We have a good midfield. We have a non-functioning forward line, and we chip it around and chip it around, and we fucking turn it over. Chip it around, chip it around. Mason Cox drops a mark. Mason Cox <laughs> drops a mark. Thank, <laughs> thankfully, he's reported and should get a, a one-game suspension. Have you heard back about that? I haven't heard anything about that yet. Oh, well, no, let's no. give a call to Michael Christian, make <laughs> sure that he gets rubbed out for the season. Cause <laughs> he's a good Collingwood man, Chris, though. He I might know. help you he out. He might there. help us out here. He might help us out. Uh, hopefully, he can, <sighs> hopefully, he can um, find some way to get Toby Green suspended as well. I'll give him a crutch and send him down <laughs> to Zagami's in Caulfield because we don't want him <laughs> playing against us this weekend. Um, oh, bloody you hell. mentioned the swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I know we did something last year. It was uh, the coaching sack race. Oh, there's only, it's only one man race at the moment after round one, and that's certainly Nathan Buckley. Yeah, I, I feel like no other coach is under pressure. I don't. I don't. Oh, maybe Ross Lyon, but we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. this, we'll, we'll see how that progresses. Well, he's got, he's got the 70-year contract, doesn't he? So <laughs> did I hear right that at halftime of Gold Coast versus North Melbourne up in Cairns, um, it was, um, the AFL contemplated actually calling a game off for the first time in its history or in a long time? I think right? there was a discussion early in the game because it, it was about 30 mil rain the last hour or so before it actually started. So the puddles on the ground. Mm. It, it looked genuinely unplayable and it eased after that. So I think the discussion kind of ended from there because once they were willing to take the field in that 
you know, considering how bad it was, I think it was going to get any easier than, you know, may as well just kept going. I reckon they could have ended it at the halftime score it was, not told anyone, and no one would have actually noticed. No. <laughs> there was no one there. There was no one watching it. I would have thought, <laughs> if, it's, if it's pissing down in rain in Cairns, do you think you're going to go to Kazali Stadium or Bundaberg Stadium, whatever it's called? No, you're going to go to Gilligan's Backpackers. You're going to be getting kryptonites from the bar and absolutely just launching, <laughs> staying out of the rain. You're not going to see, you know, Nathan Thompson sliding underneath Braden Fiorini because who gives a <laughs> fuck about that? <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, it, was an, it, was, it was an ugly game. Like, I don't know if you guys watched any of it, but um, I was watched the second half of it in a pub with my English mate, Who's not like he's a little bit across oh. footy, but not much. But he well, he would have felt at home seeing all the kicks off the ground. <laughs> seeing all the yeah, there was actually there was a point um, in the second half of the a Gold Coast bar. I can't remember who it was, but he soccered the ball a couple of times, twenty five odd meters, and he was actually clear of the back line. And you could see him turn around and look and go, "Hang on, I, I should pick this up. If I soccer this through, it's, this is going to look ridiculous." So he picked it up. Cost him all the momentum. He kicked a point, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but my mate goes to me. He looks at the Hawthorne Collingwood game. The the North Gold Coast game's finishing. There's five minutes to play in Hawthorne Collingwood. He goes, didn't they kick off at the same time? How can this be happening? I'm like, no one's kicked any fucking goals. Mm. <laughs> There's been no stoppages in play because no one can find the actual football. It's just like stuck under standing water. Mm. Stuck in a cyclone. Yeah. It was a weird look. Weird look. But I mean, the Gold Coast. What happens uh, when you schedule the game in Cairns in March? It's monsoon season. Effectively, yeah. I know. Weird, very yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, they can't play a home game until after um, the really excitable uh, Commonwealth Games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait for those. Mm. Be Looking forward. Be glued to, to the TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty flat. Hey, uh, what about uh, Luke Parker's goal? We're talking about something that's very. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Let's talk about something good. Uh, <laughs> we haven't got any audio. Let's talk about the better so bits of soccer. Can you can you explain this goal to us, uh, Roots? Um. Yeah. So the set shot comes in. Um. I forgot who it was. I didn't write it down. The set shot comes in. It gets sort of shafted off the pack a bit. Parker goes to touch it, loses control of it, and then just goes, I'll just have a crack bicycle overhead, kick it back over myself. So he's done the the, uh, the full-on bicycle kick a la... Um, well, Edison Cavani player. from yeah, the weekend. exactly. Yeah, a la Edison Cavani. And it's just sailed through post-high. And he's like, I love the footage of him laying on his back like watching it go through over his head, and then he's just got no. He's like, "Yep, yeah, I can he's do almost, that." He's almost <laughs> I can do that. Down. Yeah, that's 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 an, a very difficult skill to pull off with a round ball, let alone an oval ball. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous stuff. I I think that surely we, it's going to take something pretty special to knock that off a goal of the year already. Oh, it was ab- like unbelievable, and he had a ripper game. I think he had close to thirty possessions. Luke Parker, he's mm. had a there was ten yeah, points it, in the game with five minutes to play, and he did. And that. he just pulled that out of his ass. I wonder how many points that was worth in Supercoach. <laughs> you know, sometimes, yeah. Now yeah, we're getting to the important like a champion, questions. Yeah, was it champion data have stats for this out of their ass goals? Um, yeah, <laughs> probably. No, they get stats for fucking everything else. One percenters and shit. Uh, not, like not that they'll let us general public. Can't take points it. off yeah. Isaac Kenny. He's in my forward line. Well, correct. <laughs> so uh, another segment we used to do last year is uh, this one. The big fellas angry. It's Rudy's rant. Now Rudy usually uh, sits here and, and rants about something in the AFL, but Ethan, I've looked at him and he's come back from the preseason, kind of a new man. He's happy. He's Zen, yeah. tanned. He's zen, he's I'm not tanned. tanned. He's uh, <laughs> taking uh, a different approach. He's taking a different approach to life. So he's actually I'm up the dosage. You know, <laughs> well, he's handballed the, the rant to me. So I'm happy to take it this week. And I'd like to throw some shade at Princess Park, a.k.a. Optus Oval, a.k.a. Icon Park. 
Because I was there uh, doing an outside broadcast of Dead Set Legends on Saturday morning before the AFLW Grand Final. And can I say that that ground is an absolute fucking shithole. Like, the <laughs> surface is fine. Ha- fa- fine to play on it. The commentary area is the worst that I've ever seen. Granted, I've only ever seen one ground, and that is Optus Oval. But I can say that <laughs> it is... Oh, Icon Park. It is the worst fucking thing ever. So not only do you have to go... You go in through the gates, and the janitor fucking directs you as he's mopping up just flat water that has somehow leaked, <laughs> leaked inside. So you got to walk up the hero stand, an outside staircase. It's eight flights of stairs inside a cage to go in the commentary box where the floor is lopsided. You walk past the Channel 7 guys getting their makeup on. G'day, Jason Bennett, if you're listening. You're probably not. You keep walking through to the actual radio commentary area, Ethan. Now, I can't stress this enough. The first box we went into had a like some form of wasp slash spider nest infestation in the top corner. And that, was where, and that was where the text was sat. And we were next door. It was me, Joey, Matanya, and Jay Clark. And there was, it was a pissing monsoonal rain on Saturday morning. Yeah, it was. It was raining long. inside the commentary box. <laughs> it was pouring no. fucking rain inside <laughs> the commentary box. And the, the, it was dripping on a computer. So one of the techs run in and they fucking duct tape a garbage bag to the roof. And like a makeshift sort of um, like flute or flume, that like a little gutter. So yeah. it would drip over through us and out the window onto whoever was standing underneath the window. It sounds like playing footy in cans. It, is, <laughs> yeah, it was like cans. It was actually ridiculous. We had to kick the ball off the ground inside the commentary area. It was, um, it was a fucking joke. But I've got to say, <laughs> if they're going to talk about making that ground the home of AFLW, do us a favor. And oh, by the way, I also had to wipe dirt off our seats with an A4 sheet of paper because no one had been there since what I can only assume 1957 because <laughs> <laughs> there was that much dust there. So there's my rant. Fucking Princess Park, sort your shit out. Um, maybe Charlie Kerno can go and fix it up because it seems like he can do everything can for do, that yeah. club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rudy, I think you've lost a segment. <laughs> it sounds like it. So uh, round two coming up. It's a, it's a long stretch of foot. It's like footy's been away forever and then all of a sudden the AFL's like, you know what? We'll give you Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and then the next week we'll give you Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it's a it's, festival it's, of footy. It is the festival yeah. of footy. footy, footy. It, it, it's like coming home in the middle of winter. It's been pissing down with rain like, like cans, I suppose, and you just get a warm hug. Mm. Make yourself you a hot chocolate or something. I t- I tell you it's just so welcoming. I tell you he's not going to get a warm hug, and that's the blokes who love footy but also have a girlfriend. Because my poor girlfriend, who's English, sat through four games of footy on the weekend, and she was ropeable. <laughs> 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 she was at the end of her tether. Uh, Eve, what's the game you're most looking forward to this weekend, mate? Um, I think you can't really go past Adelaide Richmond. Grand final replay. Grand final replay. Um, Will Tex rock up? Will, will he text play? Rock up? Will he play? I, I suppose that's the more important question. Um, surprise! I reckon Richmond will do them easily. Yeah, I, I reckon they're being a bit they're being a bit coy over this injury, Adelaide. I reckon it's a lot worse than they're making out to be because Tex has been he's been on Triple M every single week saying, "Oh, it'll be right, it'll be right, it'll be right," and there's been no progress whatsoever. Mm. So, will he play? It's been what six days since their last game, Friday the Thursday. Maybe not. Hmm. Seems unlikely to me. I mean, you really talked this game up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Why should we watch it? Because it's a great final replay. You reckon? Yeah. I think I, I honestly think. Remember last year you know, when I'll Richmond went to Adelaide and got spanked? 
Mm-hmm. I reckon it's going to be the opposite. I mean, Richmond are going to go to Adelaide and spank them. I uh, reckon it's going to be you know really, what? really... Just like, open up those old words. I mean, there'll be a lot of headlines next week about how bad Adelaide are looking and et cetera, et cetera. I would love for it to be like Groundhog Day and I'm sitting at Bridie O'Reilly's on Chapel Street and I'm at you know, eight pints deep, but I look up and I go, who the fuck's this guy? And it comes up with Jack Graham going <laughs> for his third goal. <laughs> I love the grand final. <laughs> Make yeah. Rory Sloan go to Richmond so he's tagged by him. Mm. Um, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to North Melbourne, St. Kilda. No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you actually looking <laughs> for? Absolutely live all no time. one is. Um, <laughs> no, I know which game you'll get. Well, I, was, oh, I might steal this one from you, Broody, but I'm actually really looking forward to seeing Sydney Port Adelaide. Sydney Port Adelaide. Yeah, I it's, I, I, it's a game of the round for me. 100% game of the round. I thought Jack Watts was, it was relatively good. Kicked three goals, but, um. I'm going to have to go out the box while you say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, that, is that the SCG? Both, both teams pretty exciting. I mean, Port has gone all in. Yeah, this yeah. next season w- season or two, they have to win the flag or else it's a bust. And first glimpse, it's working. You know, they pretty easily dispatched the Frio. Mm. So, yeah, be a close game. I think it's, yeah, I think it's g- gaming around. Although, Monday's game of football roots. Gee, Long Hawthorne, that's what I'm looking forward to. Mm. It's uh, one of the few, this, this is my non-negotiable game I go to as a fan every year. Um, I won't work Easter Monday. I'll go as a fan, and I cannot wait. It's even when we get done by Hawthorne, it's just a great day out, and uh, I just can't. I also, I haven't really gushed over him this this podcast, but I cannot wait to see Gaz in the hoops in the flesh. I can't wait. Well, uh, <laughs> mate, he, here's your forward. We've got a few minutes left. How good was the Selwood Ablett combination on the weekend? Chuck in danger. Yeah, it's pretty silly, <laughs> isn't it? Hell. And then like that, and even the supporting cast is is pretty handy to be honest. Here. Tim like, Kelly looked alright. The Tim, weekend. how good did Tim Kelly look? Sensational. Yeah. I, I tell you, there's a kid who um, he got injured last season against Collingwood, did his hammy, and before he did his hammy, he looked sensational. He looked really good. Yes, that's Braden Parfit. Oh I yeah, think he's going to be a fucking gun. Yeah, mate. he's a big, he's a massive body boy. for the um, the size that he is, and uh, yeah, and it, you're right, he he does look, he looks. Um, he's not very, he's not that quick, but he's strong and he's got a, he can mark, it's, it's like, he's doing that number three jersey justice. Well, the only thing that um, you guys might get found out is now, well, I mean, Domsey retired and now Harry Taylor's gone down injured. Yeah. And Henderson's still a few weeks Henderson away. Henderson a few weeks away. Tom Stewart Maybe. had a little bit of a niggle yesterday as, so, yeah, yesterday as well. I mean, where's, where, who are your t- key backs? Does Gaz yeah. feel like playing on Jared Rufford this week? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Although Hawthorne aren't that tall in their forward line, to be fair. No. Except for Ruffy. Except for Ruffy. And, well, Gunston. Well, you could get away with Ryan Schoenmakers. Mm. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah, is the short answer to that. Cole Jasney will have to play as a key back and probably Mark Blixeffs. Cole Jasney's <laughs> it. Yeah. Hey, those two guys it's have grown their hair out and run, run the rinse through. So Cole Dashney and... Uh, and uh, who was the other bloke you said? Blitzav? Yeah, nice Blitzav. little uh, headband operators this uh, this uh, season, by the looks of it. Uh. Geelong's <laughs> always been the home of the headband since uh, Spriggsy. David Spriggs was down there. Oh, yeah. He yeah. used to run the headband, didn't Spriggsy. he? Spriggsy. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, but, but will, will it really matter if they've got Ablett and Selwood and Dangerfield and Kelly and the other Selwood and the Duncan Selwood. and Menegola? Well, the man. rat up front. The rat. A bunch of guys actually can't fit into their midfield blank. 
Yeah, mm. that's right. We'll just pay a bunch of midfielders, at, like two midfielders taped together as a key back. None of, none <laughs> of, <laughs> of a big, one of those big goal umpire overcoats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just go strong. Yeah. Just full Vincent Adultman style. Yeah, the, yeah exactly. The, yeah. The defensive goal squad. I'll just say this: you, you definitely didn't miss uh, Daniel um, Mutlop. Daniel Mutlop. Stephen. Stephen Mutlop. You didn't Daniel Mutlop. That's old school. No, what one about, misses I, Daniel Mutlop. We also Shannon didn't miss. Motlop? We didn't miss Marlon Mutlop either. <laughs> All right. Let, uh, let alone Shannon Motlop. Yeah, no, Shannon Motlop. Hey, so uh, let's wrap up round one with uh, something a bit different. Now, round one, we've won game of footy in, in 2017 or 2018, I should say. It is the perfect time to make wild assumptions for what's going to happen this season. Like the Herald Sun uh, did on Friday morning after one game of football. They said, is Patrick Cripps and Charlie Curnow the best pairing of footballers under the age of 22? Right. There had been one game. <laughs> One game in the season. <laughs> that's a, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> a big, big, big call. Um, I don't know. What, what's, do you have a, uh, a crazy, a wacky out there one for 2018, Ethan? Um, I'll stop short of calling it wacky. I reckon Hawthorne's going to win a final. Oh, don't do that to us. I'm so Come sorry. On, like, you, you've got to I'll be... start with a win over Geelong on Easter Monday. Oh, to give this Rudy is, the this absolute is, shits. This is, this is just because we beat you on the weekend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going all in. Yeah. <laughs> Hawthorne wins an elimination final. Let's do that. Hawthorne wins. All right, fair enough. Whoa. I'm going to say this is my wild Let's assumption. I think that uh, Pat McCartan has played AFL one year too long. Should have retired uh, uh, last year, after last season. Pat McCartan. <laughs> That's brutal. That's brutal. Um, my, I'll tell you what, my wild one, it, GWS to not make the grand final again. Ooh, interesting. Hey, uh, something else we're going to touch on next week, and we're going to touch on it this week, uh, Rudy, is blokes that have gone on one year too long. Let's give them one more game of time and redeem themselves. Okay, we'll, we'll touch on that next week. Give us a bit of a preview. Who do you reckon has already gone one year too long? One player? Uh, Jared Waite. Ooh. Big call. Big call. <laughs> Didn't he say in the preseason his best footies ahead of him? Yeah, it's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for the Greenfoot Post footy podcast. The first one since round 20 last year. We'll be back every week, uh, round one. Round two next week, of course, kicks off on Thursday night. If you want to get in touch with us, head to the greenfieldpost.com.au. Find us on Twitter, at Rudy Edsel, at Ethan Meldrum, at Ryan James Warren. Until then, we'll catch you next week.